Good morning, sports fans, bettors, and cappers, and welcome to the Daily Competitive Hedge Podcast. I'm your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell, and this morning's show is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about the day that was in the sports world, including our athlete of the day. We then talk about the games coming up today, what bets we like, and we cap it all off with our competitive hedge parlay of the day. Now, it was a pretty crazy night in sports, especially with the Golden State Warriors winning the NBA championship. We also have the U.S. Open in full swing. And so we're going to get into all of that today. But our episode is brought to you by our betting sponsor, Bet99. Bet99 is a Canadian sports book and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, a cash-out option, and many, many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including NHL, NBA, NFL, MLB, and CFL even, which we're going to touch on today as well. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile. The Bet99 mobile app can be downloaded from the homepage of the website. Depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to use so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24-7 on live chat. So go to bet99.com and make an account to get started. Please gamble responsibly. You must be 19 plus years of age, and it is available to persons in Ontario only. So this is a pretty easy one today when it comes to our athlete shout out of the day. It has to go out to Stephen Curry. Um, prior to the finals last night, thought it might go to Adam Hadwin, given the Canadians leading the U.S. Open. But it's only after round one, so we'll see if he can hold it together today. Maybe he'll make that appearance tomorrow. But Steph, he wins the finals MVP. He played great last night in game six. 34 points, seven rebounds, seven assists. Um, finally gets that finals MVP that he needed in his career. Um, he was the best player for Golden State throughout this series. People like to point to Andrew Wiggins after Game 5. They might even point to Draymond after the game that he had last night, but he had some bad games in between. Clay was inconsistent shooting throughout, and it didn't matter. This team had so much depth, whether it's Jordan Poole coming off the bench, Gary Payton, and looking into the future. They had no James Wiseman this year. They've got Moses Moody, Jonathan Kuminga. This is a team in a great spot. And so Steph, he now has his fourth title. He's got two league MVPs and a finals MVP, as well as being the best shooter of all time. So the discussions are going to start to be had. Where is Steph all time, especially now that he has this finals MVP? Uh, Does he hop into the top 10? Many feel so, including this host here. So he may not be, you know, number four or anything. But, you know, I think he's he's in the top 10 of all time, which is incredible. Um, it is all about perspective when it comes to an argument like that. So I'm sure some people will still point to other players, but at least for me, I think he's in that top 10 all time. Now, who does he replace? Does he replace one of the older centers that have been on that list for a long time? Does he replace someone like a Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal? It's all up to debate. And so we'll chat about that probably more on the weekend when we have a bit more time to do so. Now let's talk about last night's bets. Uh, Argos first half minus one and a half that one hit uh, it was a bit of a sweat with about a minute left they they were only up two and then they added that second field goal to just get us by on the first half the Celtics blew it for us in the first quarter uh, they were up 18 to 12 
with like four minutes to go and then they lose the quarter 27 to 22. So that was a tough loss for the program. And then the toughest one was the Mets. We had the run line, only one on the money line, five to four. So wish we could have had that two runs there. And then the cold streak continues on the prop bet side. We might be taking the day off on prop bets. Uh, the win for Patty Corbin uh, under four and a half Ks was our only one on the night. No George Springer for the Jays, so that one was null and void. But Marcus Smart didn't play well, so over 16 and a half points didn't hit. Grant Williams didn't hit a three. Uh, Stanton went hitless, and Gossman got lit up versus the Orioles of all teams. Um, we just can't seem to get it right with these, but nonetheless, tough loss for us on this one. Now, the day that was recap, we have to start with that NBA Finals because Golden State, yes, they win 103 to 90. Boston was four point favorite. So if you bet Golden State straight up, you're in a great spot. And if you bet the under, then you are as well. We talked about Steph 34 7 and 7, but Andrew Wiggins played well in game six as well 18 points, six rebounds, five assists. Clay added 12 points of his own. And then Draymond, close to a triple double. He had 12 points, 12 rebounds, and eight assists. That's the Draymond that we're used to seeing, not filling up the stat sheet necessarily uh, on most occasions, but he did last night, and that's why he's been an all-star as long as he has. Now, on the Boston side, yes, you lose, and it's tough. Um, this season can't be considered a failure. You went all the way to the NBA Finals. You're still very young. Jason Tatum just in his sixth season, but Jalen Brown had 34 and 7 rebounds. Al Horford had a double-double, 19 and 14. Tatum had just 13 points, though, in this game on 6 of 18 shooting. It, that's a very tough outing for him. And then Robert Williams had 10 and 7. Once again, though, Boston gets outscored 21 to 5 by their bench. Golden State hits eight more threes than they do. Golden State has seven less turnovers. They just played a cleaner game and they shot more efficiently. And that's why Boston, unfortunately, is heading home. But when it comes to this NBA season, uh, I mean, actually, we should go back to Boston. Boston, this is a group that's pretty locked in for next year. Um, pretty much the entire core is locked in for another season. Um, there's not a lot of movement that can be made on the Boston side of things. Um, the only guy who's even on an expiring the following season is Al Horford and then Grant Williams. So this is core is going to be back when it comes to Boston. But the NBA season, I mean, heading into the year, everyone was talking about the Lakers and Nets. Lakers didn't even make the playoffs. Nets out in the first round. We saw Jokic win back-to-back -back MVPs this year. We saw this second half of the season for the Celtics and how incredible it was to see them go on that run. And we cap it all off with the fourth title in eight years for the Golden State Warriors. And so how can you not be thrilled for this group? Um, they drafted pretty much the entire core. They added a guy like Wiggins in order to uh, push them over the top. But this Golden State crew goes down as one of the better dynasties in NBA history. So great NBA season from a fan perspective. WNBA-wise, we saw the Liberty win 77-65 to yesterday. This was our alternate play. Um, wish we would have kept it in our card. This is what happens when you go on a cold streak. You start to second-guess some of your plays. We definitely second-guessed this one and pulled it for that Mets run line, but it was our alternate play. So Natasha Howard had 27 points, 9 rebounds, and Sabrina Ionescu a near triple-double, 10 points, 9 assists, 7 rebounds in the win. On the Washington side of things, Natasha Cloud 
had 17, seven assists and five rebounds and Ariel Atkins with 11 CFL side of things. We saw the Argos win 20 to 19 versus the Montreal Alouettes. McLeod Bethel Thompson, he threw for 269 yards, one touchdown and one interception and their acquisition of Andrew Harris. He rushed for 87 yards. Now they have a solid running back there in Toronto on the Montreal side. They have Trevor Harris. He threw for 270 yards, and a lot of that went to Lewis, who had 127 yards receiving on seven receptions. Now, when we're talking MLB yesterday, we had a pretty loaded slate of MLB games, starting with the A's beating the Red Sox 4-3. The Padres beat the Cubs 6-4. The Orioles won 10-2 over the Jays. I've got a buddy of mine who's in Toronto right now, unfortunately was at that game yesterday. Know that he wasn't too thrilled with that result. The Guardians... 4-2 versus the Rockies. The Phillies with the blowout of the day, 10-1 over the Nationals. The Yankees squeak one out, 2-1 over the Rays. The Mets won 5-4 over the Brewers. The Rangers, 3-1 over the Tigers. And the Angels, 4-1 over the Mariners. That was one that we were waiting on. Decided to take the under and the Angels. And so we cash on both of those. Now, U.S. Open update. Adam Hadwin, as we said, has a one-shot lead heading into today. It's already been relinquished with one of these guys that was trailing him getting out to a hot start. Uh, that guy being Mateus Duff Dafu. Wow, from South Africa. He's already out to minus five, but Hadwin was leading heading into the day. Um, and Rory was hot on his heels, as was guys like Joel Damon uh, and Duffy as well. So as far as our future bets go, we're in an okay spot heading into the second day. Um, we have Xander, who's shot an even par, Morikawa minus one, Hovland shot even, and DJ shot minus two. So as long as you don't shoot yourself out of it on day one, then you're okay when you're talking about winner plays. So we're all right on that one. Less so on the top 10 with Cameron Smith. He was T57. I know that he did not get out to a great start today either. He's already one over through three. So we need him to bounce back maybe shoot a couple under today in order to be a top 10 contender this week. Morikawa, we also have top 10, so we're in an okay spot there. He's T14 heading into the day. Zalatoris, uh, we have him as a top 20. He was T14, as was Max Homa, T14, heading into the second day. So our top 20s look good. Round one leaders, we whiffed on both of those with Lowry and Sung JM. As we said, this one is a lot tougher to judge when it comes to uh, who's going to be leading after the first day. You're basically looking for who gets out to a hot start. It's like tossing a dart at a dartboard. So tough one yesterday to uh, for both of those guys. Miss cut-wise, we're in an okay spot with both Jordan Spieth and Cameron Young. They're T57 heading into the day. So if either of them struggle today, then we'll cash on the missed cut line. 72 hole head-to-head. Zalatoris has a two-shot lead over Burns. Lowry's four down to Fitzpatrick. And DJ is five up on Brooks Kepka. Now we went one and two on the round one head-to-heads. Unfortunately, Rory beat Rom. Munoz beat Kim. But Victor Hovland beat Tony Finau yesterday at minus 118. So we're one and two on those plays. We'll chat a little bit more here. Uh, right away when it comes to uh, our round two bets. And then to cap it off, we'll talk about the other news that happened yesterday. The 2026 host cities were selected for the World Cup. The U.S. got a bunch. Canada gets the two spots with Toronto and Vancouver. Mexico getting three 
with Guadalajara, Mexico City, and Monterey. This is a tough one for me because Edmonton missed out. They had some outrageous demands as to what they wanted as far as being a host city, and I think that contributes to why they're not one. This just makes it tougher for me being in Central Canada to get to one of these games. I'm hoping to do so in 2026, so a flight to Toronto or Vancouver might be uh, the move for this World Cup. Montreal traded Shea Weber to Vegas for Evgeny Dadanov. Um, Weber's unlikely to ever play again. He missed the entire year. He dealt with a multitude of injuries. This is more so them being able to stash him, use his long-term IR to increase their cap flexibility more than anything else. Montreal gets a solid player in Dadanov back as well. So for a group that was one of the worst in the NHL this year, this is a piece that they can use moving forward. So a good trade for them. And then Sue Bird announced that she's retiring at the end of the year. Uh, the four-time champ, she's a 12-time All-Star, eight-time All-WNBA. She's one of the best of all time. It's sad to see that she's going to be retiring. I would assume that Diana Taurasi might be hot on her heels, if not this year, then next. So one of the legends of the WNBA going to be hanging it up at the end of the year. She's on a good team, still has a shot at winning a title this year with Brianna Stewart and the rest of the Seattle Storm. And then in the UFC, we heard the announcement of TJ Dillashaw versus Algemin Sterling for UFC 279. This bantamweight title belt will be up for grabs. Uh, Sterling coming off his controversial decision win over Peter Yan, whereas Dillashaw, he came back and won after his two-year suspension. So this should be a fun tilt between these two. Dillashaw is one of the more marketable guys in the UFC. And so I look forward to watching him fight in this one. Now let's talk big games on the slate today, starting with that U.S. Open one. Um, this is this is our round two bets that we like for today. Um, we're going to start with Morikawa over Zalatoris at minus 118. Really love this play heading into today. I like Max Homa over Xander Shoffley today, plus 102. That's one that I was looking at this morning. And then the last one that I'm on, I like Yokin Neiman over Hideki Matsuyama at minus 118 as well. Those are three plays for round two on the U.S. Open side. All those betting odds coming from Bet99. WNBA-wise, we got three games today. The 9-5 and five Seattle Storm take on the 11-4 and four Connecticut Sun. This is the game of the day. One of the best teams in the West, best team in the East squaring off. Brianna Stewart versus Jan Cole Jones and Dewana Bonner should be a great one. Atlanta, who's seven and seven, takes on the nine and five Chicago Sky. You got Rin Howard for Atlanta taking on Candace Parker and the Chicago Sky. And then you got Phoenix, who sit at six and nine, taking on the six and eight Dallas team, uh, Dallas Wings. Diana Taurasi and Skylar Diggins Smith, those are the ones to watch for Phoenix and Arik Obungawale for Dallas. And then CFL wise, we've got the Winnipeg Blue Bombers taking on the Ottawa Red Blacks today. Uh, the Bombers just won 19-17 to last week in their first matchup. They were at home for that one. Now they're heading to Ottawa to play the back-to-back -back here. Uh, and maybe they're part of our betting card. We'll have to wait and see right away here. Now, if we're talking about game lines that we're leaning today, uh, leaning that Rays versus Orioles money line, um, Rays are on the road, I believe, for this one. So that would be my only skepticism with this line. But... Looked at it last night, it was minus 155, still there this morning. Shane Baz is going for the Rays and Dean Kremer for the Orioles. So I'm hoping to see this line get closer to minus 150, even minus 140 by the time first pitch goes out. However, I'm not sure if I see a lot of people betting on the Orioles ever. 
So I am a little bit concerned about that one, but that's a line that we're keeping an eye on. Also keeping an eye on Boston and the Cardinals. You got Wainwright going for the Cards and Waka going for the Red Sox. Red Sox are currently minus 115. The over-under is nine and a half. Kind of like the under in this game, but going to wait a little bit closer. Um, I do like Wainwright and Waka quite a bit. So feels like a bit of a trap at that nine and a half line. It feels like it should be closer to eight and a half. So going to wait and see where the public bets before we dive in fully on this one. Now, when it comes to our player prop lines, as I said, we might be taking the day off player prop lines. We'll see. Probably still going to put out a couple, but shrinking the card a little bit today. We're on a cold streak right now with our plays when it comes to player prop lines, which happens from time to time in gambling. So we're going to see if we can write the ship today with a couple of solid plays out there. And so let's cap it off with our competitive hedge parlay of the day. This is our daily three-team parlay. No odds worse than minus 150. Only looking to put out winners today. And so we're going to start our slate with the LA Angels versus the Seattle Mariners. We're taking the over eight in this game at plus 100. I don't love Michael Lorenzen or Robbie Ray here. Lorenzen's got a 3.45 ERA and Robbie Ray with the 4.52 ERA. I just think one of them here is going to get blown up a bit early on. Um, the over eight at plus money, I think it's great value given neither pitcher I see is like a true ace. And so I'm taking the over in Angels and Mariners. Angels and Mariners aren't two of the higher scoring teams in the major leagues. But nonetheless, I think that they have a good shot today. Um, They both average over four runs a game, which would be enough in order to get the over here. And then I like Winnipeg Blue Bombers minus two and a half today versus the Ottawa Red Blacks at minus 127. Winnipeg won the last one in a tight one, but I still think... That was just Winnipeg playing their first game of the year. They're going to right the ship today. They're going to play much better, and they're going to win handily. I could see this going to a touchdown uh, even further with this Winnipeg team. They are the defending champions taking on the Ottawa Red Blacks, so I like that play. And then capping it off with Cleveland versus the Dodgers, we're taking the under 8 at minus 110. Not concerned on the Cleveland side. When you've got Kershaw going, you assume that not many runs are going to be scored. It's all about how solid Zach Plesak is today. Um, he's got the 4.7 ERA, but I think he's going to pitch relatively well today. Could see this one being in the 4-1, to 5 to nothing type range for the Dodgers. And so I like the under in this game. The odds on this parlay are plus 583. All those odds, as we said, come from Bet99. If you're looking for our alternate play for th- today, I do like the Tigers money line taking on the Rangers. Uh, Tigers money line is minus 125 with Scooble going, taking on Gray, who's one and three with a 4.85 ERA. Uh, really like this play. The juice line that we liked also was the Braves money line at minus 175 versus the Cubs. You got Morton going up against Keegan Thompson. But we appreciate everyone who tunes in every morning to the live show. As we said this weekend, We got U.S. Open. We got some Stanley Cup action tomorrow. So we'll be chatting about that tomorrow. And then on Sunday, might dive a bit more into this NBA season. One of our favorite highlights maybe from the year, uh, talking about Steph's all-time, a lot of other fun topics. So definitely tune into those shows this weekend. It's also Father's Day this weekend, so spend some time with your dad's. Got some stuff planned with my dad, so looking forward to that. But Appreciate everyone who tunes in. Go check us out on all of our audio platforms, Apple, Spotify. Drop us a five-star review while you're there. Really helps grow the show. 
And we'll see you guys tomorrow for the Daily Competitive Edge podcast at 11 a.m. Eastern time.